High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Now, I'm joined now from Washington, D.C. by the voice of reason, Michael Graham. Well, I thought I was the voice of reason. Then I found myself agreeing with you. So now I'm reconsidering all of my opinions, George Hook. Well, I, what I think is funny, and you're going to talk to me about it, is the Trump travel ban, which is insisting we call it a travel ban. Theresa May is going to do precisely the same thing if she gets elected and nobody's given her a hard time. Well, I, I just a, a side note. I think Theresa May is her her comments after the London Bridge attacks are absolutely dead on. I was delighted to see you echoing them here on News Talk, and the fact that she, if, I, I wrote a piece of the Boston Herald that's out today that compared how we reacted. Four years ago, I was in Boston when the marathon bombing went off, and you you can see the parallels. I mean, you know, guys armed with nothing more than household kitchen wares used them as weapons, you know, to kill people. And the response then was the you know what we've come used to. This it has nothing to do with Islam, and you know, let's not overreact. And one of the killers got a glamour shot cover story on Rolling Stone magazine. There's none of that this time around. People are far more serious, and I think that if Trump weren't Trump, if he were more uh, rational in his explanation of what of what his actual proposal is, already even as crazy as he is, polls show a majority of Americans support it. But but how do you argue against the idea that in a handful of countries like Somalia and Sudan, you have this massive problem of violence, and so you propose a ninety day moratorium? That's this infamous travel ban, ninety day moratorium. And during that 90 days, you come up with a vetting program that you then implement so that if you're a male between the ages of 14 and 40 and you're coming from the heart of jihad country, you have to go through an extra layer of vetting. You may disagree with that. You may say that's the wrong approach, blah, blah, blah. But that, that's not crazy. It's Trump who makes it sound crazy. The, yeah, that's part of the problem, that May doing the same thing sounds reasonable. Trump doing a travel ban sounds awful. And like his his reaction after, the, like, how does he get it so wrong, his reaction after London bombing and, and, and the London mayor who happens to be a Muslim and so on? How does he get it so wrong? Why You must explain that to Irish people, Michael. I don't, you know, it's, it's hard for me to. I I've said on this show before that Donald Trump is like one of my worst talk radio callers. I mean, he's, you know, poorly informed, lots of emotion and passion, a kernel of truth, you know, inside his comments that's worth taking seriously, but it's overcome by the insanity of his, you crazy kids get off my lawn yelling. Um, so I, I can't explain, but I just want to get back to Mayor Sadiq Khan because I tweeted out after the London attack the other day, a clip of Mayor Khan from 2016 in which he said that we just have to accept that terrorism is, quote, part and parcel of living in a major urban area today. There are a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump explicitly because they reject the idea that there's nothing that Western nations like America and Ireland, et cetera, can do about the problem of Islam-inspired violence. That's a crazy position to take. That is Mayor Khan's position. Donald Trump, of course, being Donald Trump, has to bring all this stuff up in an unartful way, you know, in, in, but, a, in a way that makes no sense. That's, yeah. that's not helpful, I should say. But the other one, the Paris Agreement on climate change. Mm-hmm. 
I actually read his speech, believe it or not, um, every word of it, twice. His speech, if you take away all the hyperbole, what he's actually saying, it seems to me, and I want your opinion, is... I don't think the Paris Accord is the way to do it, but we in America are still going to might and main uh, attempt to reduce our emissions. Is that not what he said? No. Uh, might and main is too strong. I mean, the fact is we're going to take uh, uh, idiotic regulations that President Obama put in place off, which Trump has already done. Uh, the reason why he, Trump was able to just walk away from the Paris Accord was because President Obama wouldn't make it a treaty and send it to the Senate for approval. If he had, it would have the power of law and, and a president wouldn't be able to get rid of it. But President Obama knew that his own Democrats wouldn't support it. And so he didn't bother uh, putting it forward. So that's not quite right. But, um, you know, just keep in mind that it, as uh, if China, which already under the accord can continue to increase its carbon outflow uh, massively for 13 more years, if it continues for 14, 15, 16 years, the punishment required inside the uh, Paris Accord is exactly zero. If Donald Trump ordered every public school kid to be transported to school in a coal-fired school bus, the punishment inside the Paris Accord is exactly zero. It accomplished nothing. It's nothing more than virtue signaling. And, and I know we want to talk about a lot of things, but can I get? I want to ask you one last thing about the London attack. And Just I promise don't I'll make stop. it one last thing. I like listening to the. Uh, I think something has changed with the attitude in here in America among the left, and I think, at least based on what I, what I've seen in the media on our side in Europe. Can you imagine four years ago a European leader standing up and saying what Theresa May said, which is enough is enough. We have to confront the problem, which is Islam inspired violence. That's what the problem is. We can't stop, you know, ignore. We have to just yeah. simply confront it. We shouldn't tolerate extremism. There's too much tolerance in Europe. Well, uh, Can yet, you imagine that four years yeah, ago? I, no, think, no. I think something changed. Well, something does change. I mean, when when people get killed on your streets, something changes. It, like, it's easy to be a fair-weather liberal. There's no problem as being a fair-weather liberal until somebody starts attacking you on your streets. The, 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 the other difference is really interesting with the British because the British have said now that effectively looking for asylum and saying the reason I want asylum is I might be tortured in my home country. They're not buying that anymore. They're saying if we get a letter from your home country saying um, that we won't torture him when he comes back, we'll send you back there. Now, I wouldn't give tuppence for that letter, but <laughs> the British are saying, yeah, if we get a letter saying they won't torture you, we'll send you back. Look at our situation, literally this week. One of the suggestions alleged that the guy was one of uh, ISIS's major operators is in Ireland. So mm -hmm. he, he says, I'm going to be tortured. The High Court don't believe him. The Supreme Court don't believe him. The um, European Court of Justice don't believe him. And the only people who believe him are Amnesty International who will believe anybody, <laughs> right? So he gets, he gets kicked out. 
You won't believe it, Mick. This week, he's back in the Supreme Court and he's got a bunch of loony lefty lawyers who I'm paying for and every Irish taxpayer is paying for because you don't think this guy's paying for the lawyers. Um, and he now has put up an appeal to say he should get asylum second time round. And that's what we're doing. And the same week, we have another guy who has five different passports, five different identities, who was jailed by the French as a danger. And he's saying, oh, I might get tortured, I might get tortured. And uh, he's gone all the way to the Supreme Court. And my question is, do the, the people of Ireland and Europe who you know defend this, who don't want to act, who want to leave these people on the streets, who refuse to join in Theresa May in her fight? No, there's more than – well, Let me finish. Yeah, let go me finish. On. Do they honestly believe that fighting this means that you're an Islamophobe or a hater or that you can't understand that the vast majority of Muslims around the world live in peace? Do they really think that the only two positions on the meter are either A, you think all Muslims are terrorists, or B, there's no such thing as a Muslim terrorist? Because well, uh, no. rational people know there's a lot of space in between there. No. You're wrong. There is. No, you're not wrong. You're right in recognizing a sea change. You're wrong in saying that Europe doesn't recognize it. Are you, we're now out on our own, I think, here in Ireland. We're the only country in Europe, I reckon, who thinks that, you know, St. Patrick is looking after us. And because he got rid of the snakes in 432, <laughs> he's going to get rid of the terrorists as right. well. And, and we're living in absolute cloud cuckoo land that nobody is going to touch us because we're good guys. I, I mean, now, I, there's, a ton, there's a ton of people disagree with me on that, but I'm, I just can't believe that. I think we're different. We're, we're living in cloud cuckoo land. May is going to bring in a travel ban. That's what Brexit is. Brexit is a travel ban. And it's exactly the same as what Donald Trump wants to do, no, except she's exactly, doing smart. No, it's not exactly the same. I mean, for example, President, uh, President Trump has targeted six specific countries. Well, you All don't, those but countries, so is, t- but, Theresa May will just, just, just target at 26, but it's, you're only dealing with numbers here, Mick. But no, the, the, just as, as I was about to say, those six countries were put on this list by that evil right-wing xenophobe Barack Obama. Correct. Who identified these as six countries where there's a unique problem. And so what Trump, if you look at the policy that Trump was putting forward, and once again, I don't think it's the right, my attitude is let's get rid of these broad bands. Let's get rid of the, have, making George Hook get felt up at the airport when he wants to fly, that, that TSA theater. Let's take all that money and hire people to follow specific individuals. Correct. For example- you know how hard those jihadis hide out in Europe? One of these guys that was in this attack was on a TV show called The Jihadi Next Door. He was on TV yeah. <laughs> announcing, I, I love jihad, it's great. And somehow the British you know, intelligence community couldn't find the guy. So that's why we have to grope granny at the airport. Let's target individuals with links to terror, follow those networks and grab those people and ignore the fact that 99.99% of them are going to be Muslim. Who cares? Let's get the terrorists. But it is the fear of looking bigoted, of looking xenophobic that stops our so-called super smart elite elected officials from doing their jobs. 
Two other things. Um, we have extraordinary. Our lefties are the best lefties in the world. They <laughs> they won the world championship recently, the lefty world championship uh, in, a, in in straight sets. But uh, they're going on about the fact that Trump is going to be impeached literally within months. Is it not a fact of life that as long as the Republicans control Congress, Trump is not going to be impeached, right or wrong? Oh, it's it, it's more than that. I, if the Democrats take control of the House in 2018, which is a 50-50 shot, uh, the smart people tell me, uh, they still you, – you need a uh, – you have to go to the Senate and then get convicted. You know, uh, Bill Clinton was impeached. That is, he was charged. But then in the Senate, they wouldn't convict him and kick him out of office. So you still got that backstop. And the Democrats are never going to win enough seats to do that there. But I'll say this. If the Democrats somehow win a House majority and file impeachment papers at noon, before they get back from lunch at one, the Republicans in Congress will have passed the impeachment, voted Trump out, and be swearing in President Pence by the time they get back, nobody would rather see Donald Trump go more than the Republicans All right. in Congress. Well, here's the other interesting one, then. Uh, increasingly, Democrats want Hillary to shut up. She's still moaning that the election was stolen. They, the Democrats want her to shut up, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's not helping anything out. I was on CBS uh, News last night with a reporter from The Hill magazine that covers you know, Congression, Congress, and she said she'd talked to half a dozen members who had told her just yesterday, every time Hillary gets up on TV and explains, and she actually said this, George, I take, I, I take responsibility for everything that I did wrong in the campaign, but that's not why I lost. Uh, okay, coach, whatever you say. It, that they get negative feedback and their argument is that she sucks the oxygen out of the room for the next generation of Democrats who could step forward. Of course, when you look at who people are talking about running in 2020, that next generation of Democrats are young whippersnappers like Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. So I, I don't know that, <laughs> that they've got much of a bench to go to. But it's, it's just, you know, Trump seems to bring the worst out of everybody. He seems to bring the worst out of his defenders and the worst out of his opponents. Hillary Clinton handled her loss to Barack Obama with much more political savvy and graciousness. She just looks like an embarrassing, you know, she looks like, she looks like a woman who's gone through a terrible breakup and she's trying to work through it. And, and so she's out with her mates, you know, at the bar and she's drinking too much and whining and going over. And then he said this, and then he said that. And I was going, yes, yes, dear Hillary. Yes, yes. Now would you please just move on? All right. Okay, good to talk to you, Michael. Uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Michael Graham, all the way from Washington, D.C. He's been talking to us from America, of course, for best part of 15 years. Uh, read Michael Graham. No outrage about Trump's appalling attack on the London mayor after taking his total out of, his comment out of context. I think Michael was very good on Trump. You've heard him. Like, how often does he have to say? Uh, negative things about Trump before you start realizing he doesn't uh, agree with Donald Trump. And uh, I have a tweet from Noel who says, Tories may win the election, but may might not be the prime minister. Um, I think she'd be the prime minister immediately after the election, but if she got a bad result, she wouldn't last very long.